Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 37 of Sports Bar Talk. Today is February 26th, the 2021 years after zero. This podcast begins right now. And this is Sports Bar Talk, where we have the best seat in the house. I'm starting off with no music. We're going to have music at the end because we do have a serious topic to touch on right at the top. I'm sure as many of you people have heard in the news cycles and whatnot, the Eldrick Taunt Woods, otherwise known as Tiger Woods, the pro golfer was involved in a single car wreck and it quite frankly did not look good if you were watching on what day it was either Tuesday or Wednesday the incident went down I believe it was Tuesday um Woods was moved he has transferred hospitals since um he moved from the UCLA Harbor UCLA Medical Center to wait to uh Oh, what's the name of the hospital? I forget what the name of the hospital is that he got transferred to. I think it's got, like, Sinai in it or something. Cedars Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. There you go. Um, but it was a bad car crash, and he was he's lucky to be alive, quite frankly, right now. I, I've heard from my reports he is alive, and he is responsive. He made it. He... he Passed the surgery with flying colors. Um, really showed... You know, he was recovering from back surgery a little bit. And, you know, he was just on Sunday, last Sunday at the Genesis Open, which was his tournament. He was telling Jim Nance he hopes to be back for the Masters. And then you had Max Homa, who won the tournament. And, uh was crying because Tiger was his idol growing up, and for his first PGA Tour victory, it was at his hometown course, and it was Tiger's tournament. He had never met Tiger, and he got and Tiger got to present him the trophy, and then on two, it all just comes crashing down, it seems like, a little bit. Just very sad. Luckily, the only real damage to Tiger was some extensive damage to his right leg, a shattered ankle... They had to put a titan. They had to put a rod in, I believe, his leg. Um, so nothing facial messed him up. Nothing neurological. He'll be his brain will be able to function like normal. I'm sure it'll and I'm it'll be a while before we see him on a golf course again. Probably at least a year, maybe longer. But I'm gonna come out here and make a bold prediction on sports bar talk. Right now, and I know there's talks about, by the way, with Tiger. Uh, he's done all he can accomplish. He should just walk away right now, retire. You've done all you can for the sport and whatnot. I don't believe that's in Tiger's mindset at all. So my bold prediction for Tiger Woods is this. In about, I don't know if it'll be a year or two years from now. I think Tiger will come back and he he will be back on the PGA Tour and I do believe whether it be 2022 or even 2023 I believe Tiger Woods will win the Masters one more time in his career. I do believe he will 
And, but, and there was also, I believe Ben Hogan, a lot of the golf historians were talking about, he had a very similar accident, um, and he was able to come back and dominate. So, I believe Tiger will be back. Alex Smith, I know he's a quarterback, football different sport, he kind of had a shattered leg. He came back, he played alright, but it was enough to get Washington to win the division and through to the playoffs. So, believe me. And golf isn't like football or hockey or these sports where it's a lot of contact. You're not, other than maybe bunker shots or shots with real bad lies on hills, you're not really moving your leg much. Now, I know the leg that's the worst in terms of injuries is the push-off leg. So, or the one where you twist um, on your backswing, the back leg, um, in golf terms. So... Looks like I think he'll be fine. He'll, he'll get rehabbed. And I think for him, it'll be more of for the message for his kids to show that you can overcome anything and maybe you're the world even instead of, oh, for personal success, I want to come back and win another one and be selfish. He just want, he wants to show the world and his kids, I think, more importantly, that, hey, it'd be okay to overcome adversity. adversity. And could you imagine that if, if Tiger does come back and win the Masters again, the roars at Augusta be amazing. So, the golfers at the WGC Workday Concession Tournament um, right now are definitely playing with heavy hearts this week. That is the PGA Tour Tournament going on as we begin the Florida Swing, which is about like four or five weeks worth of tournaments gearing up as we get to the Masters. So, we kind of transition from Tiger into the current tournament right now. This tournament is unique as this is a World Golf Championship event. So some of the European guys from the European Tour are coming over to play with the big guys. This is separate from the PGA Tour. Yes, there's FedEx Cup points on the line. but And I've never quite understood how the World Golf Championship scoring system works. These tournaments weigh more into the final standings than your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour, Tour tournaments like the 3M Open or even potentially, you know, the... Uh, Canadian Open. These tournaments mean more. Bigger prize pool. It's a more exclusive feel, too. Um, normally, this tournament's in Mexico, so this year the name is different. Normally, this is the WGC Mexico Invitational. Only 70 golfers are invited to this. There is no cut. So, lot, lot, it's it, it'll get competitive. There could be guys that are way out of it at some point. At the end of the second round, then in a normal golf tournament, they'd be out of the cup, but then they could maybe rally and be in contention on Sunday. So right now, your current leader, uh, as the second round is currently going on right now, is Cam Smith, the Australian. He's six under par right now, then or ten under par right now, tied for the lead with Billy Horschel. Then you have a tie for third with a bunch of guys, including Webb Simpson, Brooks Kepka, and Tony Finau. And you also have uh, Matt Fitzpatrick and Pat Reed among the names tied for 6th place. The coverage from now until the Masters. Now, 1st and 2nd rounds are always on Golf Channel. But the 3rd and 4th round will move over to NBC from now until the Masters. So, the great crew there of Dana Hicks, Paul Azinger, David Faraday, who does some car commercials in Pittsburgh. They will have the coverage. And I love NBC's golf coverage. I think it's a fun fresh, unique take on the game that they bring. Um, 
CBS is great too. I love CBS's coverage. I love hearing Nance and Cernic Faldo. Their banter is very good as well. But sometimes they get a little they're humorous, but the rest of the crew there gets a little bland in their coverage. These guys have fresh takes all the time. And Faraday, he'll put some comedy into the broadcast occasionally. It's very it's very good. But if you told me to pick between which network is better at covering golf between NBC and CBS. Now, keep in mind, NBC owns Golf Channel, so the presentations on Golf Channel are the same as you would see on NBC. So we can kind of mix NBC and Golf Channel together. I would have to say a tie. They're both equally good. Networks are equally good at what they do between CBS and NBC. So, yeah, that is the golf tournament around. There is also the Puerto Rico tournament going on. That's also on the PGA Tour that's exclusively on Golf Channel. That's the tournament for the guys that didn't quite make it in the World Golf Rankings and the top 70 in the World Golf Rankings to play at the WGC. They're in Puerto Rico right now. Your leader right now at 11 under par is, and I don't know first names, Brandon Wu is leading right now. That coverage is on Golf Channel all four days. The Champions Tour as well is, go- is going on the Colaguard Classic. That is... They only play free rounds, remember. That's all on Golf Channel, and Phil Mickelson is playing. It's his third Champions Tour start, and in his first two Champions Tour starts, he's won both the events he's played in. So if you're a big Phil Mickelson fan, I think Saturday and Sunday's coverage will be live. First round will be aired on tape delay tonight at like 8 or 8.30. That is all exclusively on Golf Channel as well. But go to PGATour.com or check your programming guide for times and whatnot with the golf coverage. All right. Australian Open, real quick, congratulations, Naomi Osaka, you, you beat Jen Brady, domination as always, and Novak Djokovic, what more can you say, potentially the greatest tennis player of all time, now I know maybe the competition wasn't as good, you know Federer and Nadal are still working out their plans to return, I know Nadal is supposed to play in a tournament this week, his first tournament back in a long time, but he had to withdraw due to, like, a back issue or something. So we'll see. Um, I do believe Nadal and Federer can still play elite tennis at an elite level. So we'll see. I'll probably subside from the tennis talk for a little while while we have these other sports going. But it'll be back uh, when the French Open returns. So there you go with that. NCAA tournament real quick. Bubble Watch, we are about three weeks away from Selection Sunday. We are like two weeks away now. Actually, no, we're two weeks from Sunday. is Selection Sunday. It's getting here, people. This is the penultimate week of the regular season for the big Power 5 conferences. A lot of the mid-majors start their conference tournaments this weekend and into next week. Um, Very interesting. There was a big debate. You know, should these mid-major conferences not have their conference tournaments just to give the regular season winner the uh, automatic bid into March Madness because that way, because the more games for these smaller conferences, the more games these team, their, their teams, these teams win, the more money racks up for the conference. And that could be big in terms of like with the pandemic, you know, some of these schools are cutting sports. You win, you get a team that goes on a miracle run and you get a lot of money, you can maybe bring one of one or two of those sports back. So we'll see. But, how about this week in the bubble? Duke beats Virginia last Saturday night. They 
blow out Syracuse, who was in the same spot as them in terms of the bubble. And now, all of a sudden, Duke has played themselves back into the conversation of potentially being in the NCAA tournament. Still a lot of work to be done, obviously. They have a regular season game, I believe, this weekend. They have North Carolina next week, and then, of course, the ACC tournament. But if they can beat North Carolina next week, they're definitely in the conversation. They have a big game tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. They are playing Louisville. Louisville right now is unranked, though. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. That game is on ESPN. Then they play Tuesday at Georgia Tech. They should be able to beat Georgia Tech, although Georgia Tech gave them a good game a couple weeks ago. Then they play North Carolina. That's the big one. You beat Louisville. You beat Georgia Tech. The Duke and UNC game could be a big game. If Duke plays well and they should be able to win, they'll be fine. They should be in the tournament if they can make a run. The other team on the bubble right now, Michigan State, they looked dead. Didn't look like they're going to make it. Still might not make it. But they went ahead and beat the number five ranked Ohio State Buckeyes last night in a very good college basketball game. Came down to the final shot. Chris Holtman gets a technical foul in the final five seconds. So Michigan State was able to ice the game with free throws. So they've potentially played themselves back into the conversation of potentially being in the tournament. Still sounds like for most of the experts I am hearing, the bracketologists, they would have to win the Big Ten tournament to do that, per se. Kentucky, on the other hand, probably still has to win their conference tournament. Although they beat Auburn, they've won three in a row. They play Florida tomorrow. Never count out these Blue Bloods. They could make a run. Kentucky sure seems to be trending in the right direction. Seems like a lot of these Blue Bloods maybe are now starting to find their uh, second wind and play at their best basketball, which is now probably the most important time to be playing your best basketball. So there's the bubble watch. We'll revisit it next week as we head into the regular se- end of the regular season for some teams. Some teams will be getting ready to play their conference tournament championships and will be getting ready to dive into who's in and who's out. Now, I can't wait for for March Madness. It was the one sport that we never really, other than the Little League World Series, we never got to see it last year because of the pandemic, sadly. So I'm excited, man, to get March Madness. It is the best time of the year if you are a basketball fan, in my opinion, because you have March Normally, you'd have March Madness, and by the time March Madness was done, it would go right into the NBA playoffs. Obviously, the NBA playoffs begin now in May, so you'll have a regular uh, final month of the regular season, per se. So, it's we're getting to a great time of the year, just if you're a sports fan and sport fan in general. March Madness, it is back. All right. Restaurant of the week. And I gotta be honest, I still haven't thought of one yet. We're still gonna brainstorm here on site. Let me give you a drum roll! Well, I think. We're gonna do a restaurant that I love near my college. 
I have mentioned it on this podcast before when I've talked about some... I think I talked about pretzels on this show. I love to get their appetizers. I love their fish. Their wings aren't too shabby either. I wish they still had the shuffleboard table. I am talking about Rachel's Roadhouse in beautiful Mercer, Pennsylvania. Now, the Gettysburg people, only the people from the New Wilmington area will know what I'm talking about when I talk about Rachel's. This place is American as it gets. Not in terms of I love my country American, but in terms of American food, mom, sports bars type, hamburgers, good wings, salads, Pittsburgh style salads I need to add because they when you're in the Pittsburgh area and you get a salad, you bet your sweet biffy they're putting french fries on it. I love to when I get here, when I come to this place, there is an appetizer I love to get. Very unhealthy though. And I get it as my main course because I when I go to my grandma's, I treat that as a vacation. And when we go on vacation, I like to eat. I get the Route 19 Trio. Why is it called the Route 19 Trio, you may ask? Because the restaurant is located on US Route 19. Which is a great road, by the way. It starts up in Erie, goes through Pittsburgh, and it heads all the way down into Florida. But the Route 19 Trio. It's got onion rings. It's got cheese sticks, but you can also call those mozzarella sticks. And chicken tenders. Oh, tenderloin. And they serve it with creamy horseradish. Bridge barbecue. And I could care less for this next one, marinara. I would, and also, if you can add to these dipping sauces, also get the side of blue cheese and honey mustard. Rachel's has the best honey mustard dressing I've ever had. It's sweet, it's salty, it's tangy, it's del- Oh, I miss it. I miss it. They also, in addition, they have some wings. I've had their wings maybe once before. They're not bad. They have a good fish sandwich when I've talked about fish. Uh, Dixie's fried chicken sandwich. I've never had that before. Um, let me see if they still have this one menu. My cousin John liked... The, uh, when we went back for Thanksgiving a couple years ago, he likes their one menu item, the Chicken Tiffany. Boneless, skinless chicken breast stuffed with sweet cream and cheddar cheese mixture, lightly breaded and fried atop hollandaise sauce. I think he liked it. I don't remember if he did or not because I was watching basketball. But, you know, they also have really good fried shrimp. They have good cod your way. It's cod filleted. You can get a beer battered, broiled, or cajun. And you get to choose two sides. Who doesn't love a place where they give you not one side, but two sides? Hallelujah. Pass the ammunition. You might, you might walk out of the place feeling full. But even when you're full after the main course, you gotta save room for dessert. And this place has some peanut butter pie to die for. To die for! Delicious! Creamy peanut butter frosting! Oh my. 
And they also, the other dessert I really love, they have a chocolate ho-ho cake. It is a chocolate cake with ho-hos in it, the old ho-ho candy that they make. It's not really candy, it's chocolate with chocolate frosting. They base the cake off that. That is amazing. Oh, so... Diet during the diff- you better intermittent fast during the day if you're going for dinner because when you go to Rachel's, you better believe you're getting it. Also on the appetizer list, I highly recommend the pretzels. I also highly recommend the uh, fried zucchini if they still have it. Very delicious. They serve it with like an aioli or something, but I don't see it on the menu anymore, so you better ask if they still have it. Alright, time to wrap up this podcast. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Watch a lot of sports this weekend and next week. It's the best time of year, people. The warm weather is coming. Normalcy is coming. Johnson & Johnson's getting their vaccine approved. More distributions coming. This is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house.